the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you think the world is in bad shape, you're right. The more distant we get from God, the more messed up the world becomes. Join us today as Pastor Rander explains that men changed into the likeness of Christ are the best agents for positive change husbands and fathers can give to our families and the world at large. In this message, the miracle of a transformed father. We'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Merciful, and he's slow to anger. 1 Corinthians 13, 4a says, love is patient. This means that we should be patient when our children are struggling. Be patient with, with your children when they are struggling with their homework, when they are struggling through challenges, when they have their failures, being patient. Being patient through your children's setbacks, they will have some. When your children make poor decisions, when they waste their time, mismanage their money, then come to you saying, can I have some? Oh, it takes a lot of patience then. Be patient. Uh, Keep praying for your children through their sinful habits, even when you don't see uh, the results that you expect to see. Through their addictions. And most of all, being patient when listening to our wives and children. This also includes being patient with yourself. You got to be patient with yourself. Patience, first of all, you have to be patient with God because he don't operate on your schedule. And then you got to be patient with yourself when things aren't progressing in your own life and you find yourself committing the same sins over and over that you thought you had victory over. Listen, Ruth Graham is buried on the grounds of the Billy Graham Library in Charlotte, North Carolina. Darlene and I, uh, a month ago, were struck as we looked at the the epitaph engraved on her headstone. We were moved by the words which read, and I quote, End of construction. Thanks for your patience. End of, in other words, God had been working on us. She was under spiritual construction from her new birth. All the way to her death. The construction began when she got born again and God was working at work on her progressively. All the way till she fell asleep in Jesus, then end of construction. And my friends, I submit to you today, when you say be patient with me, God is not through with me yet. That is true. But now, listen, you ought to be making some progress. Stop saying be patient with me. And you still in the ABCs of the faith. That's right. You still a baby after being in the church 40 years. Come on, be patient. Wait a minute now. Stop saying, grow up. Grow up. So stop looking at folk. You have enough of your own issues that God needs to work on. Stop looking. Get out of everybody else's business. And let your life be your own business to the glory of God. 
end of construction. Thanks for your patience. What an epitaph. Number six, uh, uh, joy is a true sign of a, tr of a father's transformation. Joy. It's nothing like a joyful man, a happy man, a delightful man in his home. Joy is a true sign of a father's transformation. Romans 15, 13 says, now may the God of hope fill you with, underline, all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love this definition. Uh, it's, it's, I've made it mine. Uh, you, you know what joy is? Yeah, I hope you can write this every word down. It's just that important. Joy is an inner divine gladness and deep-seated pleasure only given by God and not dependent upon things or circumstances. Now you got to write that down. That'll help you. Some folk, they can't have joy till everything is clicking right. But, but here's the definition of joy. It is what? It is an inner divine gladness and deep-seated pleasure only given by God and not dependent upon things or circumstances. Joy comes when a man is full of the Holy Spirit and not himself. You full of yourself, you're not going to have joy. Joy comes when a man, a woman, abides in Christ, meditates on the word of God, cultivates intimacy with Christ, and spend time in the presence of God. Acts 2.28 also says, You have made known to me the ways of life, you will make me full of joy in your presence. I love that. Did you get that? You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Not in the presence of the television, the internet, <laughs> the party, people, but in the presence of God comes joy. Number seven, listen, a transformed man will possess the wisdom of Christ, which will enable him to see all of life through the lens of Scripture. A transformed man will possess the wisdom of Christ, which will enable him to see all of life through the lens of Scripture. In other words, when a man lives in a spirit of prayer, and is filled with the word of God, he will also possess knowledge, spiritual discernment, and spiritual understanding. Uh, James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Colossians 1.9 says, For the reason for this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Pray that you will be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Fathers, listen to this. You cannot impart what you do not possess. Oh, God, help me. Ooh. Fathers, you cannot impart what you do not possess. First Chronicles chapter 12 verse 32a says the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. And with that, 
wise is the man who understands the times in which he is living and does everything within his means to prepare his family to stand strong. This are, these are wicked days, y'all. I mean, when y'all see the shoot-ups and the killings all over us, like we saw in that nightclub the other day and all the things. Listen, we're in a wicked day. You, you need to be able to read the signs and know what you need to do for the sake of your family. Of the sons of Issachar who had an understanding of the times. Do you have an understanding of the times in which we live? Do you realize how bad things really are? Or do you not have a clue? Wise is the man who understands the times in which he is living and does everything within his means to prepare his family to stand strong and be courageous in the midst of a wicked and perverted generation. You do whatever you can, man, to secure your family, to preserve your family, to protect your family. Number eight, a man who has been transformed by God will possess integrity. Say integrity. A man who has been transformed by God will possess integrity. What is integrity? It's a very rare word that you hear nowadays. This is a person who is the same in the dark as he is in the light. Okay? You want to really find out where people stand, check them out in the dark. This is a person who's the same in the dark as he is in the light. He's honest. He's upright. He's not crooked. He's just. In other words, he's righteous. He's straight. He's not careless. He's morally sound. He's a moral man. And you know what? He's safe. He's a safe husband. He's a safe father. He's safe to be around. He's safe. Very few safe people nowadays. I really, you better watch those sleepovers. I don't know, now that's not written. The Lord just chucked me over there. It used to be a day you can kind of get away with it, but now, man, if it's going to be a sleepover, these be at your house. Because you don't, you don't know where that villain is. It could be a male or female. Be young or old sugar daddy. Psalms 25, 21 says, let integrity and uprightness preserve me. You want to be preserved? Have integrity. For I wait for you. Proverbs eleven three also says, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Your perversity, your secret sins will destroy you. Be sure your sins will find you out. A person of integrity is ever so aware that the Lord is listening to him. A person of integrity knows that God is watching and knows the intent of his heart. Therefore, a godly man will guard himself when no one is looking. Number nine, a transformed man, a transformed husband and father will make worshiping Christ a priority in his life and the life of his family. It's nothing like a man, a husband, a father who knows how to worship God. 
Psalms 122.1 says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Joshua 24.15 also says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Fathers, leading your children and grandchildren to Christ and laying hands on them, building a strong foundation in them is the greatest thing you can do for your children. When is the last time you laid hands on your child or grandchild and prayed and cried out to God on their behalf? You lay hands on them. You pray on them. When is the last time your child stumbled in your room and found you on your knees praying to your heavenly father, reading the Bible? You need to read the Bible regularly to your children and bringing your children to church and actively participating with them in the activities such as vacation Bible school. You don't drop them off where you go shopping the mall. You, that mole ranch that you saw there, that advertisement, getting your children to youth retreats. Seizing every God-given opportunity that's presented to them. Bringing them to Sunday school while you are in Sunday school. Youth ministry, baptism and the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, all these things. It is imperative that you get your children involved in the life of the church. Refuse to allow sports and school activities to interfere with the development of your children's spiritual lives. Furthermore, make sure, parents, you are leading by example. I want you to find, every, if you have a Bible, uh, turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. Very critical text. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, we're almost done. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. It says, and these words which I command to you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way. When you lie down, you're talking about God. When you rise up, you're talking about Jesus. Verse 8, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand. You, you, listen, you, you, they ought to see God all over that house and all over you. There ought to be crosses in your house. There ought to be scriptures all over the wall. They look to the, the living room. That's, that, there's Jesus well. You go over here, the, 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 thou shall not steal. You go over here, the Lord will provide. All over your house, people, matter of fact, a thief ought to break in your house and see all of that and run out. Some of y'all, the thief will help himself. He don't have one scripture to look at. On your door ought to be Jesus belongs here. Watch yourself. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. It's just Christ everywhere. But people can't miss Christ in your family. But so Joe down the street don't do it. Joe not feeding you. You coming into my refrigerator, you sleeping in my bed, you drinking the water that I pay. And I'm not going to be like somebody down the street. You at, you, you at my house. And me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Parents have some standards. Men, you glorify and honor Jesus Christ when your children observe a high view of God in your lifestyle of worship. That is, this, did you get that? Listen, I say it again. Men, you glorify and honor Jesus Christ when your children observe a high view of God in your lifestyle and in your worship. They ought to get the vision of God and the vision of worship from your modelship of Christ before them. Number 10, a father who has been changed by God 
will value his time with his family. A father who has been changed by God will value his time with his family. Ephesians 5, 16 says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. How many of you know you're in an evil day? I mean, we are seeing some evil stuff. Apart from salvation, the greatest gift you can give your wife and children is the gift of your time, dads. Your children only have one childhood. I'm going to say it again. Your children only, they don't have four or five. One childhood. Therefore, make the most of their childhood. Take vacations. If you're too broke, take staycations. Have fun. Laugh with your children. Provide a treasure chest of memories, precious memories for your children because of the brevity of life. Look, in a moment, daddy can be gone. Mommy can be be gone because of the brevity of life. Redeem the time by being available and giving them your undivided attention. To redeem the time is to make the most of every God-given opportunity presented to you. Seize every moment. Make it a God moment. And value your children. Ask yourself these questions. You may not be able to write all these down. If you can't, then don't stress yourself. Just listen. Ask yourself these questions from an article entitled, Delighting in My Children by Wayne Webster to see if your children are your priority. Let's check you out. First, do I play with my children? Get away from me. I'm tired. Leave me alone. Can't you say I'm busy? Do I seek out opportunities to be with him? Come over here and sit next to daddy. Do I include my children in my life choices and opportunities? If you're making decisions that's going to affect your children, you need to include them in your decisions. And you know something? The strangest thing. God may have the answer through your child. That's right. I've seen it in my own family. God God can speak through young children. Did you hear that, boy? Did you hear that? I got some stories I could tell on that account. Am I a daily encourager and cheerleader for them? Go, boy, go, go. You made all C's. Listen, thank God you didn't make a D. (laughs) Now, we just got to push that up a little bit. You're going to be all right. You, 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 you passing. I thank God. You could be flunking. Oh, you, you, you holding on, man. <laughs> let, let, let's see what we can do to raise this up. I mean, speak in the affirmative. Here you go with all them. Look, you got all be one C and you don't say nothing about B's. All you, look at that C right there. Now, what were you doing in that class? Were you talking too much? Overlook all the B's. All you just point out the negative and you excruciate, you, you're, you're just killing your child emotionally. Do my children know that I enjoy them? Huh? Think about that. Do my grandchildren know that I enjoy them? Am I striking the right balance between silly and sillies? You know, your children need to know, yeah, you want to have fun with them, but you are not their playmate. Because if you play with them too much, when you're serious, they still want to play. Huh? There's a balance. Sometimes it's good to be silly and crazy with them. But you can't live on that with your children. They'll get a mixed message. Are y'all hanging with me? Uh, 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 Am I striking the right balance between silly and serious? Does my family 
and extended family uh, plan to have fun together. Do you plan some fun times? Do I pay attention to the details of what they love? Do you get into work? What do you like? Who want to do something you like? Do I pay attention to the details of what they love? At last, do they want more time with me and do I offer it? Now, some of your children and grandchildren don't want to spend no time with you because you're too mean. You're too grouchy. You're too negative. You know, they're scared of you. You're always hollering and screaming. And they say, oh, mama, please don't take me to grandma's house. (laughs) Oh, no, oh, not again. Oh, mama, that's punishment. (laughs) Do they want more time with me? And do I even offer it? that That was a great segment there. And convicting. Number, number 11, we're going back to the main uh, points. Uh, a man who is a new creation will continually fight for the spiritual life of his family. A man who is a new creation will continually fight for the spiritual life of his family. Uh, Nehemiah 4.14 says, And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. All this terrorism... All this craziness, the foolishness, the murders, all the stuff we see. Don't be afraid, people. Remember the Lord. Keep your mind on Jesus. Great and awesome. And fight for your brothers. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters and your wives and your homes. Fathers, it is time to confront evil and fight for the sake of your family, children, and grandchildren. Listen at this. It was Edmund Burke who said, and I quote, The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Number 12, a transformed husband or father is an affectionate man. A transformed husband or father is an affectionate man. Romans 12, 10 says, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. In other words, a godly father, say godly father. A godly father takes the initiative to hug and love his wife and his children. It is okay to hug your children. It is okay to even kiss them in a healthy way. Dads, if you display a healthy, appropriate affection, your children won't be looking for love in all the wrong places or from the wrong people who will exploit them. You need to, you're responsible for giving your family a healthy view of what godly love really is. Last but not the least, Transformed fathers must cultivate your boy's masculinity and mothers must cultivate your daughter's femininity. Okay? Transformed fathers must cultivate your boy's masculinity and your, and mothers must cultivate our daughter's femininity. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child the way he should go and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Parents, say what you want. Oh, are you weak? Parents? Oh, parents? That's good. In light of the Supreme Court's decision to redefine marriage, the lesbian, gay, 
bisexual, transgender agenda, and not to mention the bathroom laws stating that a person born as a man or woman, but who identifies themselves as the opposite gender can use the bathroom, <laughs> use the bathroom of the gender they are claiming. Boys need a godly man they can look up to. Therefore, it is urgent that fathers teach their boys how to be a man and what is expected of a man according to the scripture. Mothers also must teach their girls how to be a lady and what is expected of a woman according to the scripture. Mothers cannot model for their sons how to be a man and a father cannot model for their daughters how to be a woman. Single mothers who are raising boys need to ask the Lord for a godly mentor who is safe to help develop your son's masculinity. And single fathers raising daughters need to ask the Lord for a godly mentor who is safe. Say safe. That's key. Because you, you could be commending them to giving them to a devil. You must be a, a, a godly mentor who is safe to help develop your daughter's Femininity. Be mindful. The public school systems, colleges, and universities will not reinforce your spiritual values. Rise up, O men of God. The kingdom tarries long. Bring in the day of brotherhood and in the night of Rome. Rise up, O men of God, the church for you doth wait. Her strength unequal to her task. Her strength unequal to her task. Rise up and make her great. Lift high the cross of Christ. Tread where his feet have trod. As brothers of the Son of Man, rise up. Oh, men of God, men of God, it is time to rise up, take a stand and fight for your families to the glory of God. And all God's children said, you've been listening to Rander Draper, pastor of Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. As you can see, the Bible has the answer to everything we face in this life if we are willing to take heed and apply it. God's word is true and will not fail us. We fail if we choose to handle these matters our way instead of God's way. Only when we handle these matters God's way do we find complete peace and rebuilding of relationships that can be or have been destroyed. If you have been blessed by this type of teaching by Pastor Rander Draper, you are welcome to join us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.